listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. It'll either be a complete disaster or leave you erupting with laughter. And action! Alright, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today we have a special guest joining us. Introduce yourself, miss. Hello, my name is Jennifer and I am lucky or unlucky enough to work with these two saps. Yay! And she agreed to come in and get dragged into this. So we're going to be talking about a specific set of movies today, a genre, if you will. And James, what is that genre? Well, thanks to our special guest star, the genre today, the topic today is disaster movies. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Disaster movies. Like them or love them, they're all over the place. They seem to pop up all the time. Some are blockbusters, big hits. The most recent one, I think, just released was San Andreas. Oh, Is my that gosh. Right? Destroying our city once again. Once again. Every film's been about destroying San Francisco lately. It seems like it. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to talk to uh, Jennifer a little bit and get to know about these disaster films. So, Jennifer, tell these folks a little bit about yourself. This is the part of the podcast, of course, that I call, Why Should We Listen to You? Yes. Why should you? we listen to you? <laughs> Who are you? We've given them nothing to go on so far with yeah, ourselves. I, I don't know if I can pull up a pretty compelling reason. Um, <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I always loved disaster films at some of my first, some of the first films that I ever watched were disaster movies. My mom Ooh. was a pretty big influencer. She loves disaster movies, so. Do you remember the first one that you saw, or do you have, like, a memory of it? Well, the first, so one of the first movies I watched was a National Geographic movie about volcanoes, which isn't a disaster movie, <laughs> but uh, I'd say my first major blockbuster disaster film was probably Twister. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Gar garbage. Uh, great movie. <laughs> great <laughs> movie. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that one in a little bit as well. Twister's excellent. Uh, so uh, so what about you? What's your background? Oh, man. Um, I, have, I went to school. I studied geosciences with a museum's concentration. What? So. Geosciences? Wow. Yes. What is oh, that? Oh, man. What is that? I, My little brain can't handle that. Uh, <laughs> I learned about rocks Yay. and about volcanoes and about earthquakes. So this is right wow. up your alley. Yeah, then. this is this is pretty pretty it's up all my alley. Sense. Yes. We, have, we have an expert on hand. Right? Oh. Expert. oh, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert. <laughs> Very good. So okay, so we got to know you a little bit. So let's talk about these disaster films. So obviously you're a big fan, and I'm sure most of us have seen one at some point in our lives. So what goes into your typical disaster film what are we seeing in these movies in common with them all oh man i i don't know classic okay if we're gonna talk classic elements Let's talk classic. classic classic disaster classic disaster films i you know i really like those natural disasters i mean if there's a volcano if there's an earthquake if there's a tornado if there's you know a, a hurricane all of those things um, I think are really really key components. We have some pretty we have some pretty creative outliers though. A couple really good films that, you know, pull in something else. Yeah, that's and and James, are you a fan of this genre or any films in this genre? It depends on the movie, right? Okay. Some of them are very good. We'll have a list of specifics later on, right? And some of them is just as formulaic as Ant Man was, <laughs> you know. Um, some of those elements you see repeated ad nauseum that yes as intended make me sick you know 
and uh, I have a couple, and I but I don't want to start that off right now. What, what do you think goes into them, Kyle? So I, I think we talked about most of everything. That pretty much you gotta have some huge disaster, and usually yeah. there's some outlandish way of circumventing nature in some manner. But uh, just Jennifer, I'm I'm curious because not a lot of people say their favorite. Uh, genre mm. favorite movies are disaster films so what's so compelling about them to you I don't know I think it's really it's it's a really interesting perspective on like the I guess the scientific process or the pseudo-scientific process and you know a lot of these films a lot of the films that we're going to be talking about they kind of talk about you know, they have a knowledge that this event is going to happen, and there's at least one person who knows this is going to happen, and they're doing everything they can to stop it. Okay. Or there's an organization or someone trying to stop it, and they're getting a lot of, you know, they're getting a lot of flack from people. And then this uh -huh. event happens, right. and they're kind of sitting there like, I told you. I told you so. <laughs> like, I said that volcano would As explode. they sink in the lava. Yeah. I, I told you all. <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah, I totally get that, and and it's interesting because I think a lot of these movies are preying on people's fears of like mm -hmm. these huge events, and they're not most of them aren't too common, so it's they want to portray this very special event happening on the screen. But I think what we get a lot of times is the spectacle, and then there's nothing left in the movies. The characters are way less interesting <laughs> than the actual uh, lava coming out of the yeah. volcano. Yeah, itself. you could. I, I also, I think it's interesting because there is typically a large kind of familial component. So you have families who are, you know, you'll have a dad who's rushing off to save his son or you'll have, you know, a grandmother who is trying to save her family or there's always some family component. And that to me is really, really interesting. Or yeah. there's a, or there's the dynamic typically of a broken family that gets healed by the disaster, oh, yes. right? Or yes. A love that's fallen apart or on the verge of divorce that somehow is magically reunited. You know, all the problems of you suck at communication or I hate you or you cheated on me, whatever it may be, are just forgiven magically because you pulled me across the crevice of the earthquake, yeah, right? I, I, I have to say, like, there's, yeah. something, there's something about having someone, you know, pull me out of freezing Arctic waters. Like, I, I might fall in love with <laughs> yeah. them. I don't know. All over you... again. All right. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I... and don't don't forget there's a dog involved, right? Uh, they're always the a dog. The dog always lives. <laughs> Millions may die. Buildings fall over each other left and right. And the whole city's getting incarcerated. Oh, incarcerated? There's, incarcerated. A, there's my dumb there fucking moment. Every fucking podcast, I do something dumb. Entire cities get desecrated. incinerated or desecrated. Not incarcerated, stupid. <laughs> but the dog lives, no? The dog always lives. Lassie lives. Very yeah, true. baby. Very Lassie. true. Now, I must say that what you were talking about, the different families coming together, there's something, I think, inspiring about the fact that when these events do happen, people see the majesty of nature that maybe they've forgotten about. And maybe that mm. does force people to think about what the you know, real things in their life are, not their materialistic or the affair that they're having or whatever's <laughs> going on. And they're like, oh my God, I get it now. Life is so precious. Volcanoes will kill us. I don't know why we're stuck on volcanoes right now. You mentioned Because they're great. <laughs> Earthquakes, tidal waves, all this crazy stuff. Again, all get really serious. So I think that that's what they're trying to do in, in writing those stories. Yeah, there's nothing like a... The hardest slap in the face of reality. Nothing like an asteroid, right? Yeah, you might... You, <laughs> nothing you, like an impending asteroid to make you realize, oh, fuck, maybe I wasted a lot of time worrying about what my shoes looked like and <laughs> and how you know how I was climbing the corporate ladder. 
goddamn, that giant rock is gonna kill him. As I should have just bought him a Target. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might say these in, these movies have a pretty deep impact. Oh my oh, goodness! No. Segway in Excelsior. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about some outliers for a minute, since you brought up some of the most crazy events that can happen. Right? These these asteroids. Or as I call them, like Kyle, that. craziest. <laughs> Get it? Most crazy? Anyways, grammar tangent. Let's, grammar tangent, moving grammar on. Tangent. Okay, James. All right, uh, yeah, I actually know how to speak good. sometimes. Yeah, right? sometimes. Yeah. All right. Correct other people Stick for us. sounding stupid. All right. Oh, Excellent. Oh. Okay, so yeah, so we got Deep Impact, oh, and oh. almost at the same time, Armageddon's coming out and everything. So, so have you seen these two films, Jen? Deep Impact and Armageddon? Yes. Of course I have. And, and what are your thoughts on this think? rather rare circumstance oh on. my gosh or these <sighs> movies in general do you think they were good overall were these yeah. good films you know it's it's funny i <laughs> i grew up with deep impact my family was a little bit more of a deep impact family oh, than an armageddon yes. family there are, only two types in the world. there are two types of people you know <laughs> two types of people um i you know Deep Impact for me, it was such an emotional movie. It really yes. focused on mm -hmm. the emotion and it really played yeah. on the feelings of these people and you know the emotions they're going through as this giant rock is hurtling towards mm -hmm. Earth. Um, and I, I thought that was really, really, it was kind of compelling. The, the scene that really sticks out to me, and this is a scene that I, I will never forget. It just, I have nightmares about this scene. It's just Taylioni and her character's father they're like embracing on the beach and this giant tidal wave is yeah. coming towards them i that scene has stuck in my mind my entire life yeah wow. i definitely agree i thought deep impact was really good at bringing the emotional side of what these big scenarios represent and i thought that armageddon was just overblown and completely ridiculous yeah but i yeah deep impact stuck with me as well going back and watching it there's a lot of you know, the, the film work of it and everything is, uh, I think, subpar overall. But I did like that they took that really strong focus of the emotionality of these events and chose to focus on that. And it, it got pretty dark. Yeah. A it lot did. darker than some of the other things you see in these movies. Yeah. So. See, I don't remember Deep Impact so much. It obviously I, didn't have a deep impact on you. No, I, I remember it being I remember it being way better than Armageddon because was, Armageddon is yeah. absolute garbage. <laughs> but I, I didn't want this I didn't want this podcast to end without mentioning the obvious about Armageddon. I I'm sure this is out there on the internet in many other places, but just in case our listening audience hasn't pointed out or hasn't realized, Armageddon is typical is Michael Bay, right? Yeah. Michael Bay bullshit. <laughs> um I, I classify this in the ways you should have done this instead of that. Train the astronauts to be drillers, not the other way around. Oh my the God. minute the minute any of those jerk off uh, drilling guys gave you problems, you just said, you know what? It's easier to give an astronaut who's an intelligent, obedient, uh, upright citizen a crash Whoa. course on drilling than vice versa. So what a huge fucking plot hole, Kyle and Jennifer. Whoa. <laughs> hey. Are you like you're throwing some serious shade on drillers there? Like they... no 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 not drillers. I, I know some like incredible... no 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 no. I know not, some drillers. Not drillers. Okay. Not drillers. Those drillers. I said the minute a driller gets out of control and starts going to strip clubs and acting like typical bug-eyed, goofy-looking Steve Buscemi types. Whoa. You whoa, get them the, you get him the hell out of there and you bring in Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Are, I mean, 
Steve Buscemi. No, nah, he's all right. He's all right. Sorry, oh, Steve. No, yeah. you know what? No, oh, sorry. Right. There's oh. one thing about this, but I never apologize. James, I'll hero. apologize on behalf of myself. All right, you and, do it. I'm not. James as you know well. I won't. Steve yes. Buscemi, you're great. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's okay. Move on. Okay, so this let's talk top. about your your favorite disaster oh, movie. Do you gosh. have a favorite? It is. Oh, it's the worst, but it's the best. <laughs> oh, so we'll talk about which that phrase as well. But which one? It's Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak! Pierce Brosnan's Dante's Peak. Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> Dante's Peak. Is that the official Peak. title? <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, obviously you watch it for Pierce Brosnan. Obviously, um, yes. You know, but it's it's such... Oh, man. I I have seen that movie at least 50 times. Excellent. Wait, wait. How many times did you see it in the theater? In the theater, I was like full. I was like two when it came out. Oh, so, <laughs> not many. Oh, <laughs> I guess I don't. No, it's, it's just a question. Someone's you know, just, just a, question. a little sensitive. About no, it's a question. Cool. We bounce this one off each other. No, I didn't say it. I never even saw it. It probably sucks. <laughs> no, I tell I, us why it's your I've favorite. I've seen though. Dante's Peak as well, but yeah, tell us why it's yeah, your tell favorite. Us why, tell us why. Dante's Peak. There's just there is it really. That's one of the movies that I so I really really have a fascination with volcanoes and volcanic eruptions and that's really I think where that love got started um just it has all of those classic elements it has you know the family component you have Linda Hamilton and her children and then there's that kind of budding love interest you have uh the you know people you have scientists it was one of the first movies where and I watched this movie when I was quite young it was one of the first movies that had you know these real scientific processes happening Mm. like people are you know out in the field and they're scaling the wall of this volcano and you know they have the helicopter and they're have their they have their rovers and it's it you know they're trying to warn people and people aren't listening and then all of a sudden you have this massive eruption although i will say um i do believe that well okay obviously it's not realistic but it's just (laughs) the type of eruption that occurs in the film like you have these lava flows and then you have that major plinian eruption and that's not something that i think you would see uh realistically yes. where, where is the major, volcano located major plinian eruption it's it's i know exactly what that is <laughs> yeah you might have to explain that but first tell me where the volcano is relative to the 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 United States. Um, I, you know, they don't specifically say, but you know, you can kind what? of tell. It's, it's like Wash. It's the Cascade yeah. Range, Washington. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that kind of. It looks pretty similar to that area. <laughs> I mean, you you can draw comparisons to Mount St. Helens. There's a, you know, a giant lake nearby. Um, it's. So here's something I just heard in your description that I think is interesting, and I kind of feel like is exemplified in these movies is that maybe people that don't get enough credit for their work, I would say if you told the common person uh, or asked them, would you want to be a geologist? Does that sound like an exciting <laughs> line of work? A lot of people would probably say, a geologist? No, thank you. But it gives these scientists that do really fascinating work a, a really big showcase in these films. So the work that they did was really important. Maybe they weren't given enough respect, and then look who's all mighty and powerful, the people that knew that this volcano was going to erupt and kill all of us. Yeah, it kind of gives power to the scientists. Nerd power. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, which we power. like a all lot. All about that. All right, what else we got? What else do we have on our so list, So let's talk about volcano again for a minute, cause, <laughs> because I think you dropped volcano in there as well, or you said a volcano, and I'm thinking of the 
the movie. counterpart to Dante's Peak. Yeah, we've got Volcano. The as obvious well. counterpart. Yes, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and <laughs> oh saving saving everyone from the volcano oh, using. I can't. I can't even say it. What, what did he use? What with he... the avalanche. Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, I he didn't see it. created an avalanche oh, to save people that. from the <laughs> volcano, which. <laughs> How did he create an avalanche? Uh, it like blew something up. I can't even remember. It was not not one that sticks out of my mind too well. Besides just looking at this massive ice sheet coming down and the lava just hitting it and being like, "Oh, ice, no!" and then saved everybody. Oh my god! And I think that's where we get these kind of stereotypes in here, where these disaster films are just these big spectacles with no substance. And I think they can be good, like you well, said. I think we have a lot of opportunities for them to be good, have that emotion and that character-driven story around these events. And, like, that's, okay, I, I, I kind of take back what I said earlier about Dante's Peak. I mean, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more realistic than the movie Volcano. I mean, you have, because, <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness, a lot of, you know, the devastation that we see after volcanic eruptions come from the melting of the ice that's on the volcano. You have these massive mud flows. That's a lot of the devastation. We do see that in um, Dante's Peak. So I think it is, I mean, it's, it could be done a little bit better. And of course, I don't have my PhD in geology, so I'm probably wrong, but. still our expert. um, It's, you know, it's, I. In this room. Yeah. One person knows more about One out of three people in this room. Yeah, yeah. So I I will say, I'll, I'll hand it to Dante's Peak for, you know, adding that element to the eruption, because I think that's a very important component. As oh my, and the pyroclastic flow. Oh I can't, yes, can't pyroclastic flow. Yes, that's, which I too cannot get over. That was my first. And word. And I definitely know what it is. Pyroclastic flow. That was not flow. your that first, first word. word. That was wow. my first word. <laughs> it will go down in history as the first <laughs> word, at least. So one of the things I want to talk about really briefly before we talk about some of the other specific movies is the nature of disaster films now showing up in very. I don't want to say cheesy, but oh. cheesy and terrible venues. Like a lot of what we have on the sci-fi channel now <gasps> and some of these areas, we have disaster movies almost being self-parodied to the point of, I think that it's detracting from some of the good ones that we have. But have you seen any of these Sharknados oh, or man. any of these types of films recently? How, I mean, how could, how could one miss Sharknado? <laughs> I missed it. Oh, James. I saw it. All three. All right, go ahead and talk about it. So let's talk about them for a minute. What do you think? Being a disaster film fan, what do you think about these shark tornadoes? Oh, my God. Devastating our countryside. (laughs) Devastating our countryside. You know, it's really really interesting. Um, I think that the whole morphing, you know, these animalistic natural disasters, that's, I mean... You, one might say that there is some scientific proof that something like that could happen. I mean, what? There was, a, there was a shark, the body of a shark found two miles inland on, you know, some event where that happened. Someone discovered a shark two miles inland. So I, I would venture to guess that there could be some validity and what about these... the yeah the frog rains that happen every frog once in a while? Those are yeah. legit. It I... rains frogs in some places every now and then. I'm gonna then. have to vouch for it. And I mean the, <laughs> the acting, the superior acting qualities. Are you Tara Reed? My God, are you... is that woman an awesome? Are you 
out of your fucking mind. These, I think there was these some movies, these movies. Okay, commentary going on. Now I feel like I'm being baited. You got the fucking the, the, that reject from Beverly Hills 90210 flying around with chainsaws. I only know that because I'm pretty sure that became a, a meme or whatever you want to call I'm it. Sure. On the yes, one of those Tarina, internet memes. Tarina yes. is another completely washed up. You. She, All right, Sharknado, whatever. You might compare her to Marilyn Monroe. She's the new Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> okay, well, so an American what I, classic. What I'll, I've seen. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop <laughs> another American one classic. here. She's an American Pie, no man. Spanish right there. I'm gonna drop another one here. One that I just watched. Tip to Stern. Just the other day. Uh huh. Lava Lanchula. Lava Lanchula, the new film in the series of natural disasters involving animals somehow. The uh, spiritual cousin to Sharknado was just released. And I watched it, and I have to say, I enjoyed myself. Now, I enjoyed myself way more than I did watching the Sharknados, though they were almost identical films, and I will tell you why. Because Sharknado, in its creation, was this... B film that was supposed to exemplify just B movies and it was just supposed to be that and be as over the top as it could possibly be. On the flip side of that coin, Lava Lantula just came out and it did something really interesting which was it metaed the whole idea of these outlandish disaster films with the Sharknados and everything and put you in a universe where all the people were kind of playing themselves in this scenario and it was really interesting and curious how they put the self-referential nature of these films into the actual production of them making the movie so i am going to encourage anybody who is even remotely interested in the sharknado type films to go and see lava lantula or to i guess you don't have to go anywhere just sit on your couch and Watch it somehow. Kyle, did you <laughs> did you cut a deal on the side with somebody that you're plugging this? Lava Lantula, brought to you by, by Lava Lantula. <laughs> like, what no. is this? Have you sold out? No, no I no, have just... you sold out? Can I, can I just say? <laughs> yes. Can I just say? He, he texted no me about this movie. He typed he typed out the word Lava Lantula, and I replied Gazuntite because I thought he like joked about sneezed. Thought I was sneezing. I yes. had no idea. Oh, no, but as a disaster a movie person, what a gem. And somebody who can like and appreciate. The outlandish nature of these, there are some still creative filmmaking ideas that they're putting into this system. All right, can I, can yes. I say something? I'm, I'm getting muscled out of this conversation by fucking <laughs> spiders and volcanoes and shit. They I would amazing. like I would like to present to the listening audience okay. and my two friends here my one of my favorite uh, disaster movies. <gasps> say it ain't oh. so. In fact, I have two. <gasps> James have two. has a favorite yes. disaster. I have a favorite film? something. Wow. Who'd, oh my who'd, god. Who'd have thought, right? Let's think. The first one is Independence Day, I, right? Okay. That was one of the earliest ones for me. Like, wow, like, what what movie other than Independence Day handled destruction on such a such a massive scale, a mm -hmm. global scale? Sure, we had earthquake in the '80s and stuff like that, which I didn't even see, but I know of it, right? But Independence Day was one of the earliest movies I can remember hearing the other theaters experiencing it when I was in a downtime. You know, like during the downtimes of Independence right. Day, <clears throat> when all the struggles happened, I could hear the other theaters experiencing it. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, they're going wow. through what I just went through five minutes ago. <clears throat> Crazy. The second one that I really thought was great was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Oh my God. What is your problem? Get Interesting. out. Interesting. Okay. No, Neither of those are, like I, okay, so I guess I should have prefaced, I, you know, I'm thinking natural disasters. Oh, and as well, much, as much as I love Independence Day. Oh, you do? I mean, my God, Jeff Goldblum? Who doesn't? 
We need an the entire Goldblum. podcast devoted to Jeff Goldblum. There by it. The way. He's, yeah, he's the typical running around like trying to warn everybody. Yeah, he is a stuff. national treasure. <laughs> okay, I adore him. I do too. Absolutely. Is I'll I'll set up a meeting. I know okay. a guy. Okay, I know I'll, a guy. I'll get him. In. I too enjoy <laughs> Independence Day. It's not the greatest film, but it certainly is a spectacle. Yeah, and it's it was... really it's fun to watch. Terminator Two is an interesting choice because I would beg to argue that it is a natural disaster film in the event that we brought it upon ourselves and the natural disaster is our creation of the artificial intelligence that goes into what then becomes the destruction of the world i like it we'll see i lump it in here because to me one of the the classic elements cycling back to that of a disaster movie is that one scene right in independence day it's when the ships open fire right and they blow up everything from the white house to the empire state building and so on and you're blown away by that special effects. I'm sure in Dante's Peak, it was when the fucking volcano blew up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That tell you. volcano. Anyway, there's a singular moment in no, the No, it movie, was right? the moment where Pierce Brosnan showed up. Oh, Everybody yeah. Everybody went, oh, my no, God. The first scene. The open... <laughs> Name exactly. over the title, right? Um, and so Independence Day has it. Terminator 2 has it. When they show the nuclear weapons going off and obliterating everybody, that was groundbreaking special effects and really impactful and so I make my case. Okay. I, anyway. I don't know. The I, geologist to you. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, rock girl. <laughs> rock girl. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I got to say, um, I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist when it comes to my disaster movies. Like, I'm, you know, I just, I would classify those two movies in a completely separate category. Okay, no, I mean, I'd, you know, Independence Day, that's that's an alien movie mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Um, Terminator, that's kind of a, more of a robot movie. You know, it's like you, <laughs> yeah. you know, artificial intelligence, you could, I would put those in separate categories. I mean, I'm not, you know, Independence Day, I certainly wouldn't debate the quality of that movie. <laughs> Terminator 2, mm. And if we're looking mm. at disaster well, well, films in the position of these spectacles of destruction, I, I think yeah. then you have a... Uh, a of solid. All right. Well, point point conceded. Touche, <laughs> or right. touche, or as the French say, touchy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Oh, so quick. let's go back to first of all. I want to hit uh, one of the ones that I saw uh, actually in the theater, and it was very polarizing. The response to Day After Tomorrow. Mm. So where do you fall on the spectrum of Day After Tomorrow appreciation? Oh man, I. I, you know, <laughs> you're in the state. I, I don't, I don't know whether to love it or I'm kind of in that middle, that kind of nebulous, like mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it satisfied the urge or that that hunger for a disaster movie. You know, it, it was kind of something that we'd never really seen before necessarily. Just that climate change, the notion of climate yeah. change, and the notion of, you know, we have created this completely realistic. Um, situation and it, it has very very real consequences and I think that that's pretty interesting I mean it, it has those components that we look for it has you know the family element you know you have um did it have a dog I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm, had some I'm CGI sure there was a dog that yes were brilliant. oh the wolves not that they were terrible that <laughs> was that was pretty bad yeah, I will say well bad. I you know my opinion of day after tomorrow is I got about 15, 20 minutes into the movie, and I stopped watching it. It was, oh. it was the my living room equivalent of the walkout, which we, which we'll talk about. <laughs> which we'll, we'll talk will. about. Separate. Um, but I, I couldn't make it through it. I couldn't. I could not. So 
I watched it tip to stern, and I left disappointed but appreciative overall because of what you said, Jen, of the idea that this was a a look on a real natural disaster that could potentially happen at some point, just in the idea of climate change, the changing climate being our destruction or our downfall, and the science behind it, the scientists running around and trying to, to figure everything out. I liked that idea a lot. I thought the execution was... A little bit lacking, but the I liked the idea of the movie, and I was I was pleasantly surprised it, by that. Yeah, I mean it was it was new. I mean it was it was new. It was kind of a a little bit of a revelation. Um, I will say the timeline of the sped up timeline of having these you know glacial winters uh-huh. coming. You know, <laughs> let, 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 a little quick. Let's little be quick. real. Um, you know, and it, it's not the best movie, but I I like the idea behind yeah. it you know mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. and speaking of liking the idea behind a film um let's get to your uh your first one that you your remember mm. yeah. and that is the twister oh, so twister. what what's your what do you like about twister oh my gosh besides what, everything what you is that narrow what is it down there... a little bit Kyle, the real question is, what is there not to like? That's a good about question. Twister? Let's ask James. James, what do you not how like about, about How about Twister? surviving? <laughs> how about surviving F five force winds by holding onto a fucking leather belt on a? What you don't? Is think that's... Superman at the end of the movie? They like... bought that belt at Nordstrom. It was the same, quality. The same. The Nordstrom. Same, the quality. Same, you can trust. This is product placement. The same tornado that that's threatening to throw your sharks and shit hundreds of miles inland that you're so scared of. We've got cows. <laughs> but at the end, the guy survives it by hanging onto a leather strap tied to a pipe. He should have been ripped right out of his arm sockets. <laughs> you know, like, unbelievable. Plus, his acting sucked throughout that whole movie. But okay, anyway. so let's go with Who's the, the Helen Hunt. Is she the Helen name? Hunt? Oh. And, one of my, and uh, my what's his fucking Bill name? Paxson. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, that's like the best movie that, uh, in terms of natural destruction that i remember and that i recall i really liked the idea of the the whole film and funny enough it was actually um co-written by big name in sci-fi and lots of kind of destruction michael Crichton. oh co-wrote the screenplay to the film wow and i was actually oh kind of disappointed because he didn't the movie feature like dueling scientific teams like yes one of them was oh my god one of them was set up to be like the good guy scientific team that Plays the tornado chasing ga- ch- tornado chasing game by the book, where the other guys are like rogue and the douchey dual- bro. Yeah, well, like, does this come on? Which oh, fucking dumb. Those I- are real tropes, I will say. Oh yeah, that in happens? tornado chasing, do you know that these happens? people? In science. Oh, yes. In science, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> okay, so I like I like Twister. There's a the screenplay itself had a lot of silly moments, but. I did like the realistic spectacle on the screen, and I liked the the ideas that were presented in it. You like Twister, yeah? Yeah, no, I it's I mean it's one of it's one of the first disaster films that I remember watching, and just and you know to be to be truthful, out of all of the natural disasters that could happen, the one that I'm I'm most fearful of in real in my real life, IRL, are tw- are tornadoes. IRL, yeah. what was that? In, in real, real life. life. Oh, oh someone is dated. To paraphrase James on another podcast, you might see a generational gap here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or here a generational gap. 
Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, those are definitely uh, a very real and they terrifying, yeah. Show up out of nowhere. I mean, you're from the Midwest. You must have had I those am. things like spinning around oh, all the Oh, yeah, those time. sirens grew, uh, just brought fear in people's hearts. And, in Ohio? And I usually slept through them the whole time. In yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was some in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. I was oh, in Massachusetts in once, and I was on I was on a bus, mind you, and there was a tornado warning, and I I literally flipped my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up to the bus literally. driver. And I was like, we need to pull this bus over. There's a tornado warning. The responses I got were <laughs> quite typical. Well, what uh, what natural disasters have you experienced? Oh, we, we talk about which one is your favorite question. movie. We've talked about which one are you most fearful mm. of. But Kyle, we'll go around we'll go around the mic here. Kyle, what natural disasters or the closest you've come to experiencing one? The closest I've ever come to any of them have been tornadoes. So I think wow. that's interesting. Maybe that something we're looking at in the disaster movies, something that's impactful is something that's close to home. And seeing that spectacle up on the screen brings you into that world because it's something that you fear greatly. So tornadoes are the closest I've ever come. Tornadoes. What about right. you, Jen? Jennifer? Um, earthquakes. I've, I mean, living in California my whole life, I've felt my fair share of earthquakes. Um, stu- I mean, studying geology, we've gotten up close to some pretty impressive volcanoes. But wow, that's awesome. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd say earthquakes. Very cool. Yeah, and to, to clarify, I've been through a couple earthquakes, but I slept through them and had no idea. So okay. that doesn't count. Novice. <laughs> I've experienced multiple hurricanes. Whoa. Um, I've seen twisters over the ocean uh, while I was doing uh-huh. marine work and stuff like that. Um, survived Hurricane Katrina when it passed through Miami, Florida. A lot of people don't know that it passed through Miami first mm-hmm. as a Category 1 and then went on its rampage. Wow. Yeah. Um, survived being a very relative term there. And um, yeah, earthquakes, of course, now here in California, but in Ecuador where I, of course, you know, or a lot of bootleg movies. <laughs> and another tease on the bootleg movies. But let's go uh, just back to... All in blizzards. In Huge blizzards. Really? Yeah, in New York. We get. Bl- I was oh, born yeah. in a blizzard. I actually. forgot. You were born <laughs> really? in a blizzard. Yeah, Book okay. Good. No, I seriously was. Yeah. No, I know. And, um, <laughs> you know, like... The, the the snowstorms that hit New York like a year ago and two years ago and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Snow, snowpocalypse, snowmageddon. Oh, yeah. didn't they nickname one of them recently? Yeah. All the... Jesus That's Christ. something natural disaster movies are lacking. The stupid news headline yeah. that sensationalizes it. Oh, man. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, well, we are all out of time today. Wow. So just in a wrap-up of what we're talking about, disaster movies, Jen, you're a big fan. You like them a lot. I think they can be made pretty well. I think there's a lot of good ideas, the force of nature being presented in these movies, putting a good screenplay behind it and adding in the emotion of what those things represent builds one of these good disaster films. And what about you, James? I agree. Stand? Yeah. I agree, and I, I especially like Kyle's point of, you know, similar to the disaster that was Jurassic World, the minute that you replace actual screenplay and character development with just spectacle. Right. Imagine if a movie was nothing but CGI footage of, of, of fucking avalanche sliding into a volcanic eruption. Imagine. Why? We don't have to, because it's called Volcano. Volcano, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, so that sucks. Yeah. But other uh, ones are, are pretty well made, right? Jennifer? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, oh man, I there's so many so many different movies to choose from. I I don't know. I could talk all day about vol- volcano movies, earthquake movies, disaster movies. Excellent. 
Maybe we'll have to do a part two sometime. I think we may. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening today. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on the show, Jen. Thank you for having me. We thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for tolerating us for a couple minutes. And be sure to check out our other podcasts. We've done a lot now. We got some reviews, some fun guests that come on, and then you get to hear a little bit about James and I, which, yeah, I guess that's cool too. That's part. <laughs> All right. So thanks again. Go out and see some good disaster movies and enjoy them. See you later. And cut.